0: Kyle Chaterras here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. i my 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 Patel, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only, the man, that myth, the legend himself, John Malika. Before we ask John how he's doing today, listeners, I gotta ask for your help. Please make sure to give us a five-star rating if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please make sure to leave us a comment that helps us out oh so greatly. If you don't listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, just please make sure to subscribe. Whether was on Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it, we are there. Also, go subscribe to that YouTube channel. Go to Knicks, Jets, etc. on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Make sure to hit that like button whenever you watch a video. And make sure to hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And while you're over there, make sure to check out Winning Picks Weekly. We got John and video producer Greg going down the NFL slate. NFL playoffs. We got NBA action coming up. They'll help you. Get your bets in and make sure you guys are betting smartly and reasonably on the right things. So don't worry, guys. Make <laughs> sure We to killed, check we killed those guys this out past today, weekend. That they did. And then last but certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, whether that's Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. You know you know about it. We're all, we're all over the place. All right, guys? Now, with that being said, John, my man, how are you doing today, bro? What's going
1: on? I'm good, man. I'm good, as we just alluded to it. Uh, because of winning picks weekly, you know. Thank you for that shout out, uh, Greg and I. We killed it this past weekend, but dude, what a what what a weekend of NFL games! The NFL tried to gain an extra weekend of this super wild card weekend. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yep. We got the best games of the year, um, and of course, our New York Knicks, man, our New York Knicks finally got a W, and it feels like we're on top of the world just because. We got one stupid W against the the hurting Clippers. So I'm Amazing. Uh, I'm great. I'm great right now. How are you, man?
0: I'm good, man. Got to catch some of the NFL action just like you this weekend. We had some. This weekend was just great for for football, man. Like you had the you had the Bengals uh, going off and, and getting that dub. You had like yesterday's game. Honestly, Packers Forty Nine ers was just a freaking. Way to just like I, I couldn't believe that it was a block punt that we're talking about. Poor quarterback play on both sides, and then you get the two great games. Special today.
1: teams, <laughs> man. I I have to tell you special teams. We'll go over on the football pod, but special teams, dude.
0: Special teams, man, coming through on the clutch. Packers special team sucks. I can tell you that much from uh, seeing how it ended. Then today you had the Bucks, man. You had the Rams. You know. No one ever talks about how Matt Stafford's also good in the two-minute drill, and it's finally good to see another quarterback that's actually good in the two-minute drill go against another guy that's good in the two-minute drill. It's You're all I'm, over that. I love it, man. Bringing up the stat. Oh yeah, forty-three. It was before this game. It was forty-two game-winning drives. Forty-three today. Put some respect on Matthew Stafford's name. He was just out there in Detroit withering away. Now he's actually on a good team. Also, <laughs> you know, how do you, how do you let. Yo, Cleveland Browns, you suck for letting Odell Beckham Jr. go. I don't know how you couldn't. Your quarterback situation, yikes! The fact that you couldn't get it to that man, oh, oh well, oh well indeed. But then we also had to top it off, man. The game of all games, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Buffalo Bills. Oh my God, that talk about perfect quarterback play from on both sides of the ball, man. Like truly, like just a showing. I feel Bills fans. I know some of you are out there because you're all your Knicks fans too. I feel bad for you guys. You guys had it. 13 seconds left. Damn. Just damn, man. The Bills defense just got slaughtered in the end, dude. It both sucks. defenses. Yeah, both defenses, but real. he had 13 seconds, dude. He had 13 seconds. I hate yeah, prevent defense. Defenses prevent defenses suck, man. But you know what? did yeah. you know what defense didn't really suck that bad today? The Knicks' defense <laughs> <Not> finally—they <laughs> they showed up today, and our offense finally. was starting to click today too. Against, as you pointed out, the the hurting LA Clippers, who are without Kawhi Leonard and uh, PG thirteen, Paul George. For those of you that don't know, Knicks finally get a W and uh, the home stand with a win before they go out to Cleveland tomorrow for the for the first of their back to back. Well cause were the first of the back to back that's the second game of the back to back but you know what i mean but man after a terrible homestand after a terrible homestand where we just lost to the hornets the wolves especially the pelicans i feel bad for you bro, Tell you, about it, bro. you were there at all three <laughs> games How's your soul feeling? How, how's your body I'm feeling? better now? I'm you over better it. now. Okay. Good thing this weekend was long enough uh, until today. You had Friday. You had Saturday to recover from those games. Now you felt good today after a win. You got some really good football action in today. I'm sure your bets hit too. Uh, so you're probably, you're probably on top of the world right now, but man, Nick's got a really needed win today. And I don't know, man, what, what are your takes away from it? Well, let me get your thoughts. Cause I've been speaking for a little bit.
1: So the Knicks today, as you mentioned, finally got that matinee win, which they, last year, we were really off on that, right? We were talking typical Knicks where we never win them. They proved us wrong. This year, we tried to piggyback off of last year with that momentum, and honestly, they've been really bad in the matinee games. Here we are on a a Sunday. I'm really a must win before we get on this road trip. And they showed out. I mean, they showed out. What, what can I say? We were all over Randall every game, but he did well, right? Twenty-four points, nine rebounds, five assists. I mean, he did fine there. So I guess we'll start off there because if he did bad, we would be screaming about him mm-hmm. right away. Um, but it, 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 it's 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 the RJ Barrett show. It's it's literally the RJ Barrett show. Twenty-eight points, fourteen rebounds, six assists. I mean, his numbers, what is he? Over the last 10 games, like 23.7 rebounds, three and a half assists. Like, he's been killing it, even though I feel like he's so predictable, right? He just, like, drives to the left and tries to finish at the hoop. Most of the time, it feels like he doesn't finish, even though the numbers say different. Uh, I mean, he was 9 for 24 today. Uh, the numbers say right today. But, I mean, he's been, he's been doing a little better uh, finishing with his left. Uh, at the rim. He had that little weird experience. What did you think about that little... I, I know he was frustrated. It was definitely a foul on Zubac, but then he intentionally fouled him <laughs> with, when there was no advantage at all. And then he... Just so he could, like... get trip at the and, Yeah, but he didn't trip. He, like, literally cursed. Like, it was obvious. It was clear. Like, what do you think about that? Like, some people were excited. Yeah, yeah, show some grit. But, dude, the refs already have it out for us. It's already in the... OK, man, we learned that referees, especially in the NBA, have pregame meetings about tendencies, about how they feel about other other players and, and other coaches and the tendencies to get a technical foul or not. So it's obvious that they have it out for us, you know, you know, however you want to put it. So I don't know. What do you what do you think about that? What do you think about? I mean, our leader, right? He, he's now he just snuck into the top 15 for top jersey sales in the entire NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, he's killing over the last 10 games. He we go as far as he goes apparently. Uh, you know, what do you what do you think about him doing that today? Man, I didn't really That have... was during the Clippers' fake comeback, too. Yeah, I mean
0: because we needed to win, I I wasn't really a fan of it of doing that, but I get it, you know. He doesn't necessarily he's not Unlike Randall, this is where you could this is where if we're going to try to parse it. Unlike Randall who's constantly chirping at the refs or even Tom Thibodeau, who's constantly chirping at the refs, RJ doesn't really chirp at the refs like that. And he he takes he gets fouled a lot and doesn't get called for a lot of the fouls that he has to absorb. So for something like that today, I can understand when you're saying like, "Yo, put some respect on my name, man. Like I've been killing it over the last couple of weeks. I've been putting work out here. You don't really give me the the the, the benefit of the doubt when it comes to being fouled." you know, and I think like to some extent, you need to just put the rest into place, so if it's like a one-off occurrence, fine, but in a game like today where you need a win, especially when you're on a, a gruesome road trip, it's a questionable situation to go go in there, so I could see it both ways. I'm not, I wasn't too hurt over him doing that. It was just for me, it was more so like the timing of it, where it comes to like we really just need to win. Don't give the Clippers any chance to come back and get back in this game. That's that's my number one thought. But overall, at the end of the day, it doesn't really bother me since a win is a win. It didn't really impact the game that much. But hey, man, sometimes, like I said, you gotta just let the refs know, like, hey, like can I get a <laughs> little, can I
1: get a little respect out here, man? Like I'm getting whacked. Well, like he, and doesn't he doesn't It doesn't help. Like the next play, he took the ball back obviously you made contact, and obviously the ref's not going to call a foul after that. You're not going to reward him for screaming at you last play. You're just not, unless it's a blatant foul that you have to call. But you know what he did do at the end of the game? He pulled him
0: over and apologized to all of them, saying that he lost his cool in the middle of the game. So he did apologize to the refs. And I think that The end part, you know, something that probably Julius and Tibbs don't really do. I think when you do that and and you're saying, hey, man, I'm sorry that I went off. It's in the heat of the game. Like I'm frustrated, all these type of things being a little bit more human because at the end of the day, refs are humans like they they take that into consideration. If you treat them like people, you know, I forget where I heard it, but if you treat don't call them the refs, right? You don't go, hey, ref, call them by their names. You know, I, I forget which podcast I was listening to, but when you treat them like a human being. Like that goes a long way in any in any business, any relationship. So the fact that he did that, I think may benefit him in the long term. But at the end of the day, I agree with you. To I agree with you where it's like, come on, man! Like the refs are going to call what the refs are going to call. Like you got to earn that star power
1: in order to get those type of calls. But I mean, you could chirp at them, like you know, running back. But like to to like he like made a spectacle of it. Like he literally intentional filed and then screamed at the ref. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm. he he intentionally not only fouled, but intentionally got attacked. There was no other call that could have been made there. So it was kind of weird. But speaking of his post game comments, right? He, I'm glad that he's not too excited about the fact that he's slowly becoming this underground superstar, right? As we mentioned, he's got the Jersey sales. He's killing over the last 10 games. Clearly, he's becoming the number one on the Knicks, and we're going as far as he takes us. Because if he has a bad game, even you know, like regardless of what Julius does, if RJ ha- if RJ has a bad game, we lose, and if yeah. RJ has a good game, we win. And we're starting to notice that a little bit. And even though it's kind of underground, he's he's getting into his own man. I I, I remember it, it feels like I, ten years ago, but it was just last year when we we're like, is RJ ever going to get over twenty points? And now it's He's obviously going to get over 25. Is he going to get 30 or not? And I, I like this occurrence. It's really big that he went three for five from three, and that changes mm-hmm. everything. Like when his threes are going in, changes everything. When he's seven for seven from free throw, hallelujah. The Knicks are 85% from free throw today. I mean, it's easy to say, right? When the ball falls in the hoop, we win the game. For sure. 45% from three, 85% from free throw. I mean, that's all you need, right? Yeah. But I, I, it, we'll, we'll stick with RJ. Um, I'm glad that he's not too excited off this Clippers win. We're not 500 yet. It looks like we're just f- fighting for a playing game at this point. So yeah. what, what, do you th- what do you think about RJ saying, you know, he's not satisfied?
0: I'm happy, man. This, the fact that he's showing some hunger in that post-game interview is really encouraging because the fact that he said that, you know, I haven't really accomplished anything, I'm hungry for more and that he wants more. Yo, give this kid the keys. I was on Knicks Fan TV today for post-game and, you know, CP and I were just saying and JD called in, we're, you just got to give RJ the keys at this point. You, you pointed it out, John, you said it like you, you, we win with RJ and it's like he's becoming the face. He's been doing. He's doing all these things. Give this kid the keys. Okay. We still need a point guard, but the fact that the ball's in his hands and you see when he gets gets going, it makes it easier for Randall. It makes it easier for Fournier. It makes it easier for everybody else. So, and we see it, man. He had 14 boards today, 28 points, six assists. The kid can facilitate. He's he's, there's a playmaker. That's the whole aspect of his game when he was in high school and college. When you watch him, it's like, okay, this kid can bully, he can get into the lane and he can play and he can play make. And we just hadn't seen it until now that it's translating. He's getting more comfortable in the league. So honestly, like, I I think if you're Tibbs right now and you see how it's been playing, especially when you're without Kemba in the the rotation, like Kemba was out today. Another day without Kemba. And you saw how it was clicking last week without Kemba. And he had Burks in the starting rotation. I was running through RJ and just giving him that, that leeway just to operate and be that offense because he's more dynamic, man. Uh, instead of what Randall's doing right now, the fact that he's constantly w- willing to go downhill, it has changed the the look of this team. And especially when him and Julius go downhill, it really opens everything up for everyone in the perimeter. It opens up stuff for Mitch in the paint. Like they're just able to get guys going. Look, I, I, was, looking some, um, I was looking at some numbers before I uh, got on here. And since Christmas, really when RJ came back from uh, from his health and safety protocols, in the last 13 games, the Knicks are seven and six in the last thirteen games as he's averaging thirteen point eight drives per game, more than the beginning of the season when he was averaging single digits between seven to eight. He's really ticked okay. it up. And he's finishing fifty-one yeah. percent of finishing fifty-one percent of his shots around the rim. You know, as of right now, he's in the 38th percentile, 30. So I think 32nd, 38th percentile, somewhere around there with finishing. Not, not, not the greatest uh, in the NBA, but it's improvement over the last, his first two seasons in the league. And you're seeing how he's becoming more dynamic in that. You know, you see some mid-range jumpers, you see when he can hit the three, everything just starts to fall into place. But the fact that you're seeing this kid drive and seeing that we're seven out of six when he does this, because we can look at the Timberwolves game and he was forcing the issue, but he didn't really have that. Capability to let the, the the offense run through him. So I like what I'm seeing from RJ, man. He's really taken that, as David Zenon said, that third year RJ that, would, that we're seeing, especially when he came back uh, from health and safety protocols. And what we saw before, he went out health and safety protocols against the Pelicans. Really like what I'm seeing from RJ, man. I say let the offense run through him because Julius, we don't know what's going on with him, man. It, it's He's, you know, as he said today, you know, PR kept him away from being interviewed today. Maybe he's got some stuff going off the court. You see that he's in his head. He's frustrated with the fans. And more than that, even the last game against the Pelicans where he's just pushing Evan Fournier and and you want to talk about chirping at the refs. He was chirping at the refs, like yelling at them before the half was over, comes back out, starts talking to them again, like in his head. So just what, what, what RJ be that guy, man, what RJ be that guy.
1: Okay. Okay. First of all, Oh, you talk- does not get a pass for going six for sixteen from field goal, two for seven from three, and three for six from free throw against the Timberwolves. Okay, so he—he—he—he he, he, he likes to yeah, have these all- games where he's inefficient. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we—we we, th- th- did run through him. You know what I'm saying? It's not like but we it- didn't do anything. He just missed. And and honestly, today versus the Clippers, the Knicks got lucky. The. Clippers missed so many shots, dude. So many free throws, so many threes. Like the Clippers could have easily come back in this game. Like if Paul George was here, honestly, it would be a lot closer than it was. We we tend to do this a lot of games where we're sort of relying on teams to miss shots, and it's because our entire team's inefficient. And I, I know you. I know you're talking about Randall. And his frustration you want and you want you want to get into him getting that walk off bucket and the tech, which I you know, pisses me off. I think everyone is ridiculous for talking about him and Fournier, like completely out of context. And yeah, it's not big to do. It's literally is all that's Fournier's fault. Like Randall's obviously yelling at the ref, he obviously got a tech, he's obviously running back to the locker room. Why are you grabbing his arm for? Just leave him alone. Well,
0: no, because he was cause cause Julie's got one tech and he could have gotten a second tech and then gotten a He's ejected. already going
1: he's already he's like, Fournier is behind him and Randall is going to the locker room. Like why saying, are you pulling
0: him? He's just saying relax, like, man. Just relax. You're pulling, that's all he's you're trying to say.
1: You're pulling me the other way to tell me to relax. Like honestly, Fournier's an idiot there. But that's neither here nor there. That's not Randall's pissed with the ref. He's saying a tech. Fournier, if you want to tell him to calm down, go in the locker room, tell him to calm down. Like you you pulling his arm right away, that's very silly. On the on this the second note with Randall, you said you have there's a weird PR thing going on. Okay, so everybody knows that Dolan controls who and what talks to the media for the garden. They kind of they kind of run like the Patriots, honestly, but we don't talk about it like that. So the fact that the Knicks didn't make Randall available after that game is actually really huge. And I think there's a lot more to that than people are noting. First of all, R- Randall said something about that in the post game today. He said, shout out to Mr. Dolan for that. So he acknowledged it you know, in public how big that was for, you know, uh, Mr. Dolan to do that. And I think that's a big deal. I I honestly think that means that the Knicks are, are going to take care of Randall. So, like, if he wants to be traded, he's going to be traded to somewhere he wants to go. Like, Dolan doesn't just do that for people. Um, that's that, that, that's kind of how I see it. There was a couple of special people um, that he treated for Knicks media, but there's a lot that he didn't. And he's, he's treating Randall like a superstar in the garden, which I think was a pretty big deal. Uh, people were getting at him. The Knicks are in a slide. And Randall didn't ditch them. The Knicks said, you don't have to talk to the media. So also Mitch Robinson, you know, doing that thing with Berman and him not getting in trouble about it, or at least, you know, us finding out. I mean, I think the Knicks uh, are, are, uh, are a little together on the team chemistry that I don't think it's like Randall is crazy versus all like the media is kind of portraying it to be, to be honest with you. I think, I think the Knicks, are having a little mini feud with the media. To be honest with you, I think. I that that, that, that's
0: that, that's been that's and been the rest. For-
1: like, I think yeah. I think they're all together on both of those. I don't think I don't think it's like a Randall versus all type deal.
0: I mean the Knicks, the, the Knicks organization being against media has been the test of time. Like you can go listen to Shattered and hear what Frank Isola has to hear about the media. You can see what Berman has to say. Like, they, look, they had who was it? Was it the Daily News that they didn't know out? They didn't invite to one of the press conferences after the draft. It's for all RJ Berman. Barrett? So, well, that, he's a post, but uh, yeah, I
1: think it was a post. No,
0: no, it was uh, it was the Daily News. They didn't oh, okay, invite the okay. Daily News. Um, but you know, like that's that's nothing new. And I think when you look at Randall. I mean, what do you want to do? You have a guy who's struggling. Do you want him to be up there and answer questions and answer the same thing about the fans and saying uh, "shut the fuck up" and all these other things? Like, if I was the PR, I'd be like, "We're not having this guy out here. He's we're not going to go this route either." Like, I think that just brings more Don't drama. Dolan never to the does team.
1: that, man. Think about Melo. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear you on that. Like, it just never happens. Is this is this interesting? That's all I'm, I'm saying. I, I think the Knicks. Have his back as an organization, which is just a different tale from what you think. You know, you're thinking some rogue actor. I think I think they're actually all together here. Yeah, but I think it's also. I think like it's also changed. Fournier is an idiot, dude. Why are you holding my arm? I'm walking the really, room I, pissed off. I, I don't really care
0: that whole incident. I don't really care about man. There's I'm nothing. just
1: saying it's so stupid. Like, oh, Randall's off his rocker. No, he's not, dude. He's just pissed off with the ref. He got fouled. They won. He's he got the tech. He's going to the locker room. Just shut up. Leave me alone. You're pulling my arm back. Like, what do you want me to do? Turn around? What if you turn around? What is he gonna do? Say, calm down. Like, <laughs> dude, just like leave me alone. Like, let me just go to the locker room. I'm heated. Let's move on. I, I don't know. This whole. Well, this he, whole didn't, but he didn't, but he didn't move on. He came out in the third quarter
0: and talked to the refs again. If you move on, you don't come out to the refs and keep talking to them. Well, I'm saying you, pull my arm and,
1: you pulling my arm doesn't help. I, I know he, he played bad that game. He had four points. So I'm not like, I agree. But for the most part, he's been Kipling. I, I, I don't know. He, he's obviously detached in some way, shape, or form, which we can get into now. Like, I, 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 I think it's more because the rest of the team sucks. Okay, can I just say that out loud? Am I allowed to say that? Like, Fournier, Kemba, and Alec Burks are eating up like the majority of those minutes, along with you know the point guard, whatever's going on with the point guard situation. But like, those guys are eating up the minutes, and, and they suck. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm trying to say? So like, I, I'm, I'm, I, it, it must be so frustrating. And I think he's like the only passive aggressive thing that I think he's doing is the assists. Like, he's making it a point to get these assists. And you could see him, like, rushing in for rebounds. Like, he stole a couple from Noel today. He's, like, flying in from out of nowhere to, like, grab these boards. So, it's not that he's stat padding, but you could tell that he's making a point to, like, grab the boards, do the assists, and, like, kind of be passive on the shots. Just, like, not even look at the rim. Like, what game was it? The Pelicans game? He didn't even look at the rim the first half, dude.
0: Yeah, and that you know like that was probably like, the best that we have seen Randall just like trying to facilitate. But even when you say like, look, man, Fournier, Walker, like Burks, he's not he, he's not in his role, so I don't I wouldn't say that he sucks, but for Walker, he just doesn't fit here. Fournier, I don't think he fits here either. They, 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 none think, of them
1: fit. Burks just doesn't yeah. fit. Like they just don't fit.
0: Burks doesn't fit in the starting rotation. He fits more off the bench in like his in his, back in his old role. That's really what it is. But he's we're we're not gonna do that because This is where I say it needs to run through RJ and going back to like what we saw during the Wolves. When Kemba came back in, you saw that RJ went back to being in the corner again. And you give a look at the shot out of 16 shots, seven of them came from three point land because like, all right, you're going to spot up and shoot. And then he tried to force himself and he was just completely out of the rhythm where when you have it in his hands today, you're like, oh, okay, this is. This looks a lot different than the Minnesota Timberwolves game. And even when Al, without Kemba all last week, it just looks different. It, he just plays like, sure, he's getting his, but how you get yours and what you're able to do is different. And what we're seeing right now is that RJ needs the ball in his hands, right? And that's the issue is that we have RJ, Randall, Fortier. Kemba. These are not all off-ball players. You can't have four guys who need to be on fucking ball. That's just insanity. And we all thought it could work. And then when Evan Fournier is like, oh, let me do some stuff. It's like, I don't really care that you could do some stuff on ball. I'm looking for RJ to develop and be that guy now. Like, really? And we're seeing that that 27
1: shots against the Wolves, bro. 27 shots.
0: Yeah. And so, like, it, 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 like it, was, it was an exciting game. Like, we were there for it. We were excited. But do you really want Fournier to be that guy taking... Twenty plus shots? Not really. Like I wanna see my guy, RJ Barrett, do it because that's who we're working around. Fournier for, for whatever it is, he's only here for a cup of coffee. Whether that's this season, next season, whenever the fuck he gets traded. Uh, I'm but hoping it's a it
1: season. Is. I'm hoping we ship him and Burks out. Yeah.
0: Uh I don't know about but we'll I'm, see. We'll see how. Kemba, it works. Kemba, 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 Kemba needs to go, man, because he just doesn't fit. And I thought I thought you could need him after that stint when you were when when you were gone, like he had that whole Kemba like resurgence, but the fact that he, RJ, forty, and Randall like when they are on the court together, it is just a pile of mush. Yeah, it's not going to work out. It's it's not not going to work out.
1: out. Something has to change. And I mean, let's 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 talk about IQ, dude. That you you're talking about Kemba is the elephant in the room at this point. IQ at point guard because today he looked pretty good. Today he looked awesome at point guard. I,
0: I, I. Third-year IQ, let's see it. That's what I'm saying. I still want IQ off the bench. And the the reason why, like, I get there's people out there who want him in the starting rotation. He looks good in the starting rotation. I get that. I also look at who we play today. Like, we're playing a down bad Clippers team. And the fact that IQ was (laughs) able to look good as a point guard during this is encouraging because that means he's growing. However, when we're playing good teams, right, like when we play an athletic team like we saw against the Timberwolves and we're asking for that, He struggled, but today against a lesser opponent, he's able to go out there and look good. And that's the good stuff. I want to see that gives him confidence. It gives him some building blocks to work with, but IQ looked good today, man. If you want to talk about all around game from like being like from a point guard perspective outside of him constantly picking up his dribble inside the paint, instead (laughs) of just being able to curl out and pull it back out. He was was doing a good job, man. He, He was able to get downhill and uh, I, I either get some layups or find guys in the passing lane, like the, like how he found Randall for that emphatic uh, dunk. You know, those are those are good growing signs from from IQ. I thought he had a very well balanced game today playing point guard, but I, I wouldn't say that he's uh, ready to be the starter yet. Although I can I understand the argument for it. Are you are you leaning towards it because you brought it up, man? So are you thinking about putting IQ in that starting rotation to cure our point guard woes?
1: No, dude, keep him in the bench. Give her to Burks. Give Grimes in minutes. Your fourth quarter Berks, man. You
0: you're giving up your fourth quarter Berks stock. My God, I know what, a, what I, a difference a season makes.
1: Well, honestly, because I think Grimes and quickly could can manage that. Okay, you know in the two three, and we don't we if we can if we can get something out of Berks good contract, you know, ship him out with Fournier, and to be honest with you, dude, it, this this happens because of Cam Reddish. I, I think Cam Reddish could fulfill that role. I know he only had five minutes today. I'm not going to go crazy. But, dude, he looked pretty, like, I, I don't know. I, I think we're just slow playing him just to slow play him. But Cam Reddish looks absolutely fine. I trust him a lot in that shooting guard role if we're not asking him to do too much. Oh, he's playing small forward. He is not playing shooting guard.
0: He is playing small forward, my man.
1: <laughs> that's because he has to, right? Yeah. That's because That's because it's full. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's because you have Burks and Fournier there, and they're both twos, and so Gresh will be the three there. But if you ship them both out, you could put him next to RJ.
0: And I think he'd be the three, and RJ goes back to the two. That's just my thought. I think that's Okay, what yeah,
1: whatever. That's fine. Yeah, whatever. They can interchange those. But I'm, I was just saying I want him with RJ. Oh, and yeah, you, that'd be fun. Exactly. And and then that that makes Burks and Fournier expendable. Fortunately or unfortunately, and maybe kind of freeze Obi a little bit. I don't want to, I don't want to get too much into that. We kind of beat oh, that into the man. ground. <laughs> but hopefully that frees Obi a little bit. I'm excited right, about read, well, Cam let's, Reddish. Let, let's rip off the band-aid. Let, let, you're bringing
0: up Cam Reddish. There, there's, there's big elephants in the room, man. We are, I don't know how this happened, because when we talked Knicks for so long, man, even before we did this podcast, you and I, Whenever we talked, they would be like, "Yo, man, can we just get some talent on this team?" Now we're at a point where it's like, "God damn, we have a lot of talent." Like we look at this roster, and regardless if you we say you know Kemba sucks because he doesn't fit here, or Fortnite doesn't suck, like there's still it's talent in like
1: position. Alex, Yes.
0: Yeah. no, I'm not. I know, I'm not saying the same position. they're flooded.
1: I'm saying they're flooded. We have a we have a lot of talent, but they all do the same exact thing.
0: Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's it's like a it's a good thing from what what, what years past where it's like we're looking just like. When we're, when we're asking for Frank Nelkin, it's like, all right, man, I don't need to see Jared Jack out here eating up minutes. Can I see what the young guys got at least? You know what I mean? Like we're asking, I feel like we're in a different position now where we're asking for these young guys to play. Cause we see Grimes with talent. We see quickly with talent. We see Obi with talent. You see cam with talent. And it's like, can we see what these guys can do because these guys look like positive players? You know what I mean? It's not, mm-hmm. I'm just curious to see what the hell somebody can do. It's like, I think for these guys, for their development and just for the team, they can still help. So ripping the bandaid off, man, who, who, what, what is the 10 man rotation you need to see? And, and who, and who are you shipping out to see that man? What, what, what's going on here? I want your takes on it.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know right now, obviously. Well, it's, it's hot, unpacked. man. This is a hot take. It's a hot take. Who do you want? There's no wrong, well, right or wrong answer. Let's hear it. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We have exactly ten now, right? Because one of our centers is gone, so we he have exactly back. ten.
0: He may be you back. Think he, is,
1: you think Mitch is going to be back?
0: He said he, don't, he said it was only tweaked today. He tweeted that out, so he oh, didn't okay, hurt himself. I didn't
1: see that. Okay, old yeah. well, breaking news. Mitch Robinson's fine.
0: Yeah, sources. Mitch.
1: Okay, so I mean, you know, t- you know, t- yeah, sources. Him. Uh, Taj Gibson's obviously going to get the you know the bone out there, so it's ten, right? But Here's the thing, Burks and Fournier together. Like, what was their plus, what was their plus minus today?
0: Uh, plus nine for
1: Fournier, plus one for Burks. I mean, yeah, them together today, like they just don't. They're just so mediocre, man. I could take both of those guys out and like in a money ball fashion. I think like, I could take both of those guys out and just put Cam Reddish in there, and get the same exact results, and then still have an empty spot. You know what I'm trying to? say like I think I think that's really my point there Kemba Mm. gotta go uh your boy D Rose you know who's chilling in your background over there hopefully he comes back and has an impact off the bench so we do Mm. that D Rose IQ Grimes hopefully Grimes is about to say yeah hopefully Grimes and then Obi and then one of our centers right just call it Noel that'll be our our second and then that'll leave X at point guard, right? Because like, who knows? Uh, and then you know, Cam Reddish, which you had as soon as we had the trade in, RJ, Randall, and Mitch. So like then you could that keep Burks. I mean, you could keep Burks at the one, but then like we're we're gonna barely make it out of the first round, if that. I
0: mean, what, I mean, let's be real. What are we doing this season to begin with?
1: <laughs> I just need a point guard. I just if we get a point it, guard, the whole the whole world changes. So like, if you could somehow. You know, finagle this where you get rid of Fournier, Burks. You know, I don't want to say McBride, but throw in McBride and like a first round pick and get a real starting point guard. The team, the whole team changes. Like Jalen because Brunson? then Randall doesn't have to be the sorry. Like Jalen Brunson, that's too much for Jalen Brunson. But like a real, like like just ex ex starting point guard that changes the whole dynamic of the team. Like Randall fits in perfectly now. You know, IQ and Rose, they're, cha- they're off the bench in their own, you know, roles. Cam Meredith is good playing 3D. Like everybody's just chilling. So RJ, mm-hmm. you know, could take over the games. Randall could just be himself. So that, that's, that's my perspective, you know, going forward. I
0: like it. I like it. And I think if you're moving Burks and Fournier and you're looking for a real point guard, and I keep thinking about this and we talked about it at the game too, man, the more and more it makes sense to get someone like Jalen Brunson just because, and the reason is I'm looking at someone who could just take a back seat. To start much. though. Yeah. I think you could have him start because he could take he's a more back a, seat. He's
1: more of a, he's more of a backup to me. He's like the perfect role for like to, to be the backup on the bench and then, D Rose is kind of expendable like D Rose. If you want to come back, we have some minutes for you to play that role. If not, sounds good. We have Bronson like that. That's that's for me. I I still don't want him as that one X. Like it just it just doesn't doesn't work for me.
0: I understand that. And like he's starting right now next to to Luca. But the way I look at it, man, is that
1: Luca's a superstar, bro. you could start you could start uh, a banana next to him.
0: I understand that. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. That, I'm not saying that he changes like the entire offense dramatically. But the way I look at Jalen Brunson is that I think he gives you stable play, and I think that's really what. And this is not saying this is like my dream. I'm looking at how the team is trying to build it. Right? If you're trying to run this thing through RJ and Randall getting most of the touches, and just having a point guard that's a connector, someone who could just get it to somebody and just figure out who to orchestrate it to, I think Jalen Brunson could do that. And you don't really need to ask him to score much except for like the eight, 10 points that you're asking for. And if you get that out of your point guard, I think that's fine as as long as you get Randall and RJ going and let the ball stay in their hands. Because Jalen Brunson is also a guy that I don't necessarily see someone needs the ball in their hands all the time. And we see that when he's next to Luca, he's like, all right, Luca, it's your show. I'm I'm here. And I feel like that's why hmm. it kind of makes sense the more I think about it. If you put someone like a De'Aaron Fox in that mix, you know he's not really a shooter he he's another guy that you need to have the ball in his hand it's a lot man it's a lot the,
1: the thing is the thing is dude when we when we talk about DeAaron Fox the whole team changes well, we lose everyone we lose IQ so we lose the bench but that's what i'm saying yeah we lose Randall like so the front court changes obi goes to the front now we don't know what goes on there now the bench is depleted even more like the whole dynamic has changed because you don't just add him in Brunson, if you could just add him in, you know, for Fournier and and Burks and like, but the the contracts obviously don't match, and then we have to pay Brunson, which that kind of scares me low key, right? But Does I know our doesn't... front office changed. I know our front office changed. I know I have trust in them. Me, you know, Leon Rose and I, we've we worn the same shoes every time I go. Like we we're seeing eye to eye. Like I trust this man. Like even the the, the Cam Reddish trade, we're on the same page with Grimes. Like we are, we are really seeing eye to eye here. I, I trust him to not max out Brunson like the old school Knicks. We wouldn't max him How, out. And, and however, it's just, it's just like, dude, just like, I still have that little thing in the back of my, you know, back of my heart, the back of my head. Like, let me just, like, it, it, it's a little scary, like having him there. Like, if he's pinned as a number one, what if we pay him as a number one? But and then the all of a sudden he becomes a number two, and now we have like we're paying a starting point guard money to be our number 2 it just he, it already becomes an issue now IQ's money is up we have to pay him more than Brunson it just becomes an issue dude and but, then we still don't he, have a starting point guard right doesn't he, that sound so familiar yeah but here's the thing here, here's <laughs> how RJ's I, contract get the max here,
0: out here's how I look at it yeah i know it's a lot it's a lot of contracts coming up at once cuz you also got to pay Cam too if you want to keep Cam um Cam
1: Reddish and, coming up this year yeah, like, Cam and RJ are the same. Listen, here, so. that's what I'm saying. So listen, so dude, if you if you get Brunson you're gonna have to pay Brunson, RJ, and Cam Reddish, in one year, and you have Fournier and Randall on the books, plus obviously Burks, and it doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, here's my here's here's the thing. So I was doing a little research because I keep hearing how people are saying that Randall and Fournier are not uh, team friendly deals, and I just scoff at that because I think it's what? it's hilarious. I
1: didn't hear that at all. There's That's people out there,
0: who, yeah. There's people out there who don't understand that the cap just con- constantly increases, and that in a few, Randall's not even going to take up twenty percent. Uh, he's going to be around twenty percent. He's not even going to take up twenty five percent of the cap.
1: Beres Noel and Fournier, and Fournier have amazing contracts,
0: and Fournier he's in the same price range as like Boyan Bogdanovich, Bogey guys who are like all in that same role. Like if you want to talk about it, like even Eric Bledsoe who's playing backup, I look at Bledsoe as like a waste. <laughs> you,
1: you want Bledsoe, to talk about it, man?
0: Yeah, uh, you want to talk about a bad contract. so was a bad contract, but yet Poor people talk-
1: always gets the butt of the, always the, butt of the contract jokes. He, I mean, anyway. he is, man. I mean, he got know, by the Bucks.
0: Playoff liability. Didn't know who you are going to get. Poor guy. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, so you get for talking to the barbershop, I guess. But regardless, when when I look at, when, I agree with you, but that's what I'm saying. Like When it comes to contracts, when you talk about having to pay Brunson, Cam, and RJ, I see, you know, they're projecting next year's salary cap, because it's 112 right now, they're saying 119. And then you're gonna get the new negotiation for the CBA, which they're saying after that contract, we could potentially see max deals going up. If if Steph Curry was groundbreaking with the first two hundred million dollar max deal, they're saying max deals after the new CBA will be three hundred million. So if you sign these guys now and they they age, right, with the time that the new CBA comes around. It's really peanuts that we're talking about because it's not going to increase. You're still getting the same money that you signed that day. So I know it's a long way to think out about it, but that's one way. That's one way to look at these upcoming discussions when it comes to the contract I and mean, we know look is looking for 80 we know Cam is probably looking for 80 we know RJ's probably going to demand 80 although if he keeps playing like this he's going to keep, if he get average 20 like this and do what he's doing today it's going to be more than 80 man but well,
1: listen if we resign RJ Barrett he's going to be the first first rounder we'll have confetti Knicks on the resign. podcast since Charlie Ward,
0: we'll, we'll have we'll have we'll have confetti on this podcast like we did when uh, we beat the Miami Heat <laughs> for one game. I Whoa, was it was Celtics? Was, I would was would it Celtics? throw
1: confetti. Celtics was it the Celtics? No, no, no they the- threw confetti versus the Heat. Yeah. I would actually yeah, right. throw confetti. Right. I would actually throw confetti if we resign the second first rounder since Charlie Ward. I would I would I would throw confetti. We'll get it. But, we'll get it going. Don't worry. You know what else I'll throw confetti? I will throw confetti if Mitch Robinson comes back healthy. And if we can beat the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight, you think we could beat the Cavs tonight, man? Oh. it's seven and a half. We're seven and a half point underdogs right now at Cleveland tonight. What you got? A little winning picks weekly action.
0: Oh, my God. For some winning picks weekly?
1: What do you got, um, man? Uh,
0: man, this is tough. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm They've been playing really well, man. I
1: know Evan I know. Mobley.
0: That's rookie of the year. My my, him and Scotty Barnes are like fighting for it. But I gotta give it to Evan Mobley the way he's playing, dude. Um, and then Jared is just playing on another level. If we gotta have Nerlens Noel going out there against Jared Allen, <laughs> yeah, no, rough. And
1: Taj, <laughs> and Taj Taj. Todd's about to get some big time minutes. Somewhere. And then
0: you got Laurie Marketing playing. Oh, I'm not too worried about Laurie Marketing, but then you have well, they have Darius Garland who's playing, nice who's hooping.
1: Mobley killed us last time. He, Yo, he was Orkoro, eye, he was throwing it in my eye.
0: Yo, Orkoro too. Orkoro's been tough this season. He's been a tough dude. Not no, necessarily gonna from
1: pl- he's going to be guarding up our guards. We're going to shoot like thirteen percent from three again. That's going to be fun.
0: Oh yeah, it's going to be it's going to be beautiful and ugly at the same time. Um, I'm not I'm not too confident about this game, man. This is this is this is why we needed to win this past <laughs> week because I know. I just, it's just it's just rough, dude. <sighs> I really. I'm not too confident about this game, man. I hope I'm wrong about it. I'm just not really confident. for This the Knicks next going week is ridiculous.
1: Cleveland. Cavs, what? Heat, Bucks.
0: Ah, we got the Heat, too. Ugh. Ugh.
1: Monday, That's... Wednesday, Friday. It sounds like your old-school college schedule, right? Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You got those. This is a terrible class. We have Cavs, Heat, Bucks all on the road. I mean, to be fair, the Knicks have been better on the road. Yeah. However, the Heat are on fire. No pun intended. And the Milwaukee Bucks stink right now, but they are the Milwaukee Bucks, and they're at home. Like, what do you got? What do you got right now? What do you got? We have to beat the Cavs, dude. We have to.
0: We have to. I'm just not confident, man. I'm really not confident. I think it's especially with uh, and the way I'm looking at it, this team is now deep. I mean, they replaced Ricky Rubio with Rajon Rondo, who's still a good like facilitating point guard. Eh. Look,
1: I'm way more got- worried about Garland.
0: Oh, one hundred percent. But I'm just saying, coming off the bench, wise, like I'm just looking at like depth wise. Like, we're talking about Garland, Allen, Sexton, Mobley, like Kevin Love's having like Kevin Love's decided to play now.
1: He's like, oh, the team's good. Let me be serious to, for once. I dude, I low-key love Kevin Love. But anyway,
0: yeah, and then you have Laurie Markin, and I mean, these guys are all playing well. I, I'm not confident, man. I'm really not. This team is gritty. They play good defense. They're up in your face, and they can score, and they're big. Yeah. They're yeah. big.
1: And they this is your team. This is exactly the team that you want, John. I know. Is- and they stretch. They're, I, I love to have a Jared Allen and a Mobley with a marketer coming off the bench. It is exactly what I want. But honestly, Cat, what Cat I... Kat
0: and uh, Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> that
1: would be amazing. Oh, my goodness. That would be amazing. I'll take D'Angelo Russell's contract on my head. I don't give a shit. Oh. <laughs> I'm dying for a point guard. And I really hope it's not John Wall. It's not going to be John Wall.
0: Let's just okay. cut the let's just cut. Are the you sure? I'm right
1: 100% sure okay, we're not you. getting John Wall.
0: Okay, <laughs> Anyone who thinks we're getting John Wall out here, please stop.
1: And, and I honestly don't want to trade Randall for the Aaron Fox and mess up the team. I'd rather no. just... I've, I, I I need to get a point guard in here with our constructed team for the most part and just see how it is So so I can know. You know what I'm saying? We have to know. And we're never going to see the potential of our squad without a real point guard. Like if we could just put LaMelo on this team somehow, man, or like Chris Paul, we're just like a point guard. I forgot. I was listening to an interview, man. I forgot who it was with actually, but they were talking about top point guards and they said how like Steph Curry, you can't call him a point guard. He's a, he's a top guard. Right, but he's on a point guard. He he's he's a point first guy. Like that's the opposite of what the Knicks need. Like we don't need that kind of guy. Yeah, no. We and need that's the, a and, Lamelo type. We need some guy who's just going to Brunson.
0: I'm saying Brunson, exactly. Yeah, that's why. It, that's why. I mean, I, I, I'm Brunson with makes, you. I like Brunson. I just that's, that's why, why I Alonzo to... Ball.
1: That's that's, that's yeah, exactly exact, this is exactly why I want Alonzo Ball. And everyone's like, oh, but he's a little point guard. Oh, that's why it's a, like that's why it's not Dame, man. That's why Dame's not the answer. Like these score first point guards are not the answer.
0: You have to if you want if you want a score point for score first point (laughs) guard, then you have to move Randall or RJ. And you're not going to move RJ wings because wings take over this league. I
1: don't want that. And if you want to leave me alone, (laughs) leave me alone. I I don't I don't don't care if you think I'm delusional. Uh, Just leave me alone. I don't want to do it. Just just but it makes sense. But
0: look, like look, if you want to like this, this is a total side tangent. I was thinking about this today. You bring up the Warriors. You bring up Steph Curry and how he's not a point guard. But you know who the point guard is? It's Draymond Green. Like he's the guy facilitating. He's bringing the ball up. Don't say that out loud,
1: dude. You're gonna give Randall ideas. Just move. Let's move. Yeah, let's. let's, We're we're not (laughs) doing that. But but no. But like seriously, like just
0: think about it. Like before Kevin Durant ever got there, you your top two scores were Quay and Steph. Quay doesn't do playmaking. Steph can play make, but Draymond does most of the playmaking, but then you don't need Draymond to score because you're allowing the other two guys. They just all exist together without having to do too much. And they had Harrison Barnes over there doing yeah, Harrison Charles Barnes thing. <laughs> well, I'm just talking about back in the day. I'm talking about back in the day with Harrison Barnes and uh, Andrew Bogut. I know that's the team you really want, John, but that's another story. Uh, another time.
1: Another. I mean, another... I just need a point guard, <laughs> but it's fine. I'm just never going to get one. I, 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 No matter how much I cry about it, but dude, let me, let me get your take on. Do you think we're going to lose to the Cavs? I think we're going to lose, lose to, to the, the Cavs.
0: We are definitely losing to the Heat as much as do you I think hate. We're it. never
1: going to win again,
0: <laughs> dude. I'm not saying we'll never win again, but it is. If we're going to win one this week, it's the it's the second of a back to back against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and those guys yes. are tough, dude. Those guys are a, tough. Damn, I don't give a damn, Alex. We're going to win this game. All right. I love, I love I love, the feeling, man. And I, I don't know if I said Colin Sexton. I know he's out, but it's just like that team is just stacked with talent. So, it's, you know, and the more, the more I thought about Colin Sexton, it's like he doesn't fit what we need either. So, uh, man, we're – <laughs> how do we get to the point
1: where the Cavs are good? <laughs> what happened over here? <laughs> Evan Mobley, you're rookie yeah. of the year. You get the no, rookie man. of the year, you, you're, you, you become good. It's that easy. And yeah. also, people sleep on Kevin Love. And also, they had the first round pick almost every year for like a decade. It feels like.
0: And what happened with that?
1: Well, Nothing. Anthony Bennett.
0: I'm just saying, you can to have the first round pick, the first <laughs> overall pick for so many years, and still well, not. Kyrie Irving shit.
1: worked out. LeBron worked out. Yeah. well, LeBron because Kyrie worked well, those out. All LeBron first LeBron came back. <laughs> those all first round picks. <laughs> those all first round picks. Yeah, but you know <laughs> like, they all worked out. Yeah, I think you keep getting them. They, some of them work out.
0: I think though. I think the. I think the stat. I forget how many years ago the the last. The, the, there's only three first overall round. Picks that have won championships, and it's LeBron James, Tim Duncan, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving paired with LeBron James. But what that? I'm just I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, you don't need the first overall pick, but yeah, the, the Cavs are good. Miami Heat are terrifying. Bucks, Bucks are killing it right now too. I don't know, man. So, what are you feeling for this week?
1: <laughs> so we have to win the Cavs game. The, the, there's there's a, there's a couple of like so there's a couple of really interesting stats. <clears throat> With this game, I think the Knicks are number two in points allowed in the paint. We're not, we're, uh, we're not so good. Uh, um, we're allowing like top five field goal percentage, top two, I think like two point field goal percentage. Like we are really not great these days. But at the same time, the Cavs are bad at ball security. So the Knicks have been causing some havoc defensively. Mm hmm. Um, Cam Reddish, as we talked about, Ball Hawk, you know, in the passing lane. So I'm hoping – and then, uh, like, they they don't have Rubio. And they they have been slacking a little bit since he's been gone. Um, But Mobley has picked up the slack there to just, like, win them back. And Kevin Love playing good does change everything for them. It does. Anyway, the Cavs are really good on defense. I think they're, like, number three in defensive efficiency this season. Um, it's we just need to win, there, man. We just need scary. to win. So, um, the Knicks are going to win. They're going to cover seven and a half. They're going to win money line this game. We're going to lose to the Heat mm. by a lot, <laughs> okay? And then we're going to cover versus the Bucks because it's going to be double digits coming off that loss to the Heat. So it's going to be double digits. We're going to be double digit dogs against the Bucks at Milwaukee. We're going to cover that game. It's going to be close. So, I'm just hoping maybe one out of 3 i I'm not going to win two out of three, but if if the rubber match is the Bucks, I'm going to be happy about it. You know what I mean? I'm probably going to be confident going into that game, right? If we beat the Cavs, lose to the Heat, and then the rubber match to, for you know for the you know for the week is the Bucks, I'll be happy about that. We'll see. We'll talk yeah. to you guys again before that game.
0: Yeah, I mean the good thing is that like the Knicks defense has been coming together. Um, you know they're 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 14th right now. And I believe. Let me give. Let me get a quick read on right here from how they've been doing from Christmas, because Christmas for a while they were the second best defense up until last week, and as of right now they are still top three defense in the NBA since Christmas Day. So their defense is coming around. The defense is coming around for the Knicks. It's the offense. All right, offense.
1: uh, We can't put the ball in the
0: basket. Twenty six, man. Twenty six since Christmas Day. So uh, it's been a little rough.
1: So yeah. All right, I'm hoping I'm hoping in the Bucks of the rubber be, rubber game here. You have 0 three week, not great. Uh, nope. Let's hope uh, let's hope you're wrong, man. Let's I hope, hope I wrong. am wrong. I hope we get the cast tomorrow, man, because we we really need it tonight.
0: Cause tonight we need it. Uh, we need it. But guys, thank you for tuning in uh, for another Knicks episode of the Knicks Jets et cetera podcast. I think that covers it for today. Um, But you guys know what to do. Please make sure to subscribe to all of our, to subscribe to our podcast, wherever that may be, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We're there. And if you listen to us on Spotify yeah. or Apple Podcasts, please make sure to give us a five star review. But if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please make sure it's to leave okay. us a comment. Okay. Is this and comments not, now. <laughs> yeah, need comments, we need comments, man. We need comments. We need comments. We need help. We need to know. We need to know what you guys think. Please help us out. Also, subscribe to that YouTube channel. All right. If you want to see the beautiful faces that we got here, go to the YouTube Knicks, comma, Jets, etc. Yeah, double we out here right
1: now.
0: Yeah, man, got 104 subscribers. We're doing, uh, you know, starting. To, we're, we're seeing that you guys are, are are following us and helping us out. We we greatly appreciate our listeners and our supporters. So if you haven't already, please make sure to go uh, subscribe to that YouTube channel. Hit that like button when you when you watch a video, and also hit that notification bell. That way, you know when a new episode drops. While you're there, we got winning picks weekly. You know, we talked about earlier in this podcast, John video producer, Greg, do a great job going down the NFL slates. They're doing playoffs right now. NBA betting. Come on guys. We all know you're betting out there. It's legal in New York. All right. And it's probably legal wherever you're doing. If you're doing prize <laughs> picks or whatever, whatever prop betting site, daily fantasy, come on guys, you got to come through. You're going to get all that information. So make sure to check these guys out. I'll be hopping, on hopping in, giving you some of my basketball takes because Doing a little too much, man. Doing a little too much. You know what it is. But let's finish this up. <laughs> guys, please make sure very responsibly, Bet <laughs> responsibly. Like I'm doing. But, guys, make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, whether that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're on all those Dude, platforms. It,
1: we are there. We are there. <laughs> that's my favorite Alex line.
0: We right. are there. Thank you everyone let's, for tuning in. Let's get a couple
1: wins, baby. All oh, wins this week.
0: There we go. John John John's activated today after a very good weekend. Of good football and a Knicks win. Oh, yeah. Thank you everyone Hell for yeah. tuning in for another Knicks episode. We'll catch you later this week.
1: We out. It's going, Knicks.